What's up, Candy Lickers? Are you in? Sounds like you are if you're back again. It is another episode of Casio's Cut. Thanks for joining me again. Thanks to Funny Man for episode two. Jermaine Funny Man Johnson, if you enjoyed it, I hope you dropped him a line and told him thanks for coming on Casio's Cut. I'm excited to get into this week's episode. A lot of you know my radio background right now, currently on Jimbo and Casio in Huntsville, Alabama. You can always check that out at therocket951.com. I started in in Gadsden, Alabama, but ended up in Birmingham with the Rick and Bubba show nationally syndicated show and in between i did a show with a really really good friend of mine cole kublik cole kublik is a former auburn football player team captain down for the auburn tigers in the sec uh he is now working for espn uh, and we did a morning show together in huntsville that's how i ended up in huntsville alabama where i'm at now uh, doing the morning show with him long story short we were at the wrong place at the wrong time, but we had a blast doing it. I think the fans that found the show, Kublik and the Kid, I think they were a great group of fans. They were a cult following, and I just want to share Cole's story. I think he's got a great story. We have some fun times, so sit back and enjoy my talk with Cole Kublik as we talk a little bit of sports. We talk about his background. We talk about sport, not a sport, and most importantly, we talk Snack cakes. That's right. Snack cakes with my boy, Cole Kublik. Q Kib show rides again. Cole Kublik is a man of many trades. ESPN SEC analyst, sideline reporter. Is that how you describe Close yourself? Enough. What do you describe yourself as? Um, college football analyst for ESPN and the SEC Network. Sideline analyst for the Saturday night game on SEC Network. I was much more professional than I said it. I try. Um, if you are in the uh, Alabama area, you're on the radio. WJOX uh, 10 to 2 Central, jocksfm.com. You can get the app, search WJOX. Three-man front. Three-man front. That's it. It's the midday show. There's a defense called three-man front that some people play. That's where <laughs> we came up with that. It's like a defensive <laughs> scheme. I got you. It's like a nose guard and two defensive okay. ends. All right, we're going to get You look in. confused when you said three-man front. Or no, maybe no. you sounded at, confused. At the number three-man front. Via Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Right. And I won't see this for a while. I'm at Cole Kublik, but I am taking 40 days off social media for Lent. Well, then this is going This is going after Lent. God, it's been so good. Because you. <laughs> you know how many people hate me. And so in the show now during my radio show i can say whatever i want and i don't have to see all the people tell me how dumb i am every day so, so yeah good. so as we reco- so good. as we record this it's during lent and cole kublik decided to give up social media and 
If you know Cole Kublik, social media is a big thing. It is. That was a big is. give up for you. What was last year's give up? Remember was it social when, media? Remember when we hit 1,000 followers and we were doing a radio show together and we thought that was a huge deal? Remember you said if you hit 1,000, we were doing a radio show together, you said <laughs> if you hit 1,000 followers, I said if I had 1,000 followers, I'll record my, and then at the time, fiance's dance lessons that we were doing for our wedding. Right. That was big time. We thought we were huge for hitting the <laughs> Okay. Well, let's rewind. <laughs> we, we're, getting, we're getting a little bit ahead because we need to set the stage. I okay. got to set the stage here. for. I got something for you for doing this podcast. Oh, okay. Here's the deal. <laughs> okay. I got this for you, but in order for me to do this podcast, you have to accept it, and it has to go on your vehicle. On my vehicle. And that's a big commitment. But <laughs> it's a I huge feel, commitment. I feel confident that when you see it, you'll be fine. Is it a flag that I have to roll up in my car window? It's a bumper sticker. It's a bumper (laughs) sticker. (laughs) And I know that's a big commitment. It's big. I get it. Well, I have bumper stickers on my car. So so, you're good. So it won't be like a... You might already have this one. Uh, I'll I'll present it to you right now. Okay, okay, okay. He's got a gift. This is the first gift I've been presented. And it says, (laughs) I heart gluten. Uh, you which, always make the gluten okay. jokes like it's not gluten free right. or whatever. So and if so, anybody knows uh, that my wife, which we lovingly refer to as Big Booty Judy, is gluten free, correct? So this hits close to home because. Right. Uh, but you do still love gluten, don't? Oh, lie. I, I heart gluten. I do heart <laughs> gluten. This is definitely going up. Uh, okay, is this a window cling or is it white like that? Do we know? Uh, probably white. Uh, so it's really going to pop. I, I, I don't I don't <laughs> know, though. Really it could go either way. Pop. I didn't even think if about that. If it's clear, it's really going to be nice. If it's white, it's popping hard. Yeah. Make it pop. <laughs> pop it like it's hot. The um, I got that. Oh, a, yeah, I'm looking. It's white. It's white? It's yeah. White. It needs to pop. I got that at a donut shop for you. So <laughs> I saw that like the day after you asked me to do this. I said, I'm getting that for him. And I, he's got to put on his car. I'm not doing the rest of the podcast. Well, if there's two things I love, it's I heart gluten and I heart potatoes. You know I love mashed potatoes. Yeah. So, uh, and thankfully, though, those are gluten-free. So What do you think about whipped potatoes? Is that kind of a cop-out? Whipped potatoes. Yeah. They do that now. These fancy restaurants, they'll be like uh, whipped potatoes or uh, <laughs> like some kind of hybrid puree <laughs> potato, which is supposedly fancy. But really, I think they're kind of cheating because they don't want to. Remember, your mom had that old thing. It was a handle with like two metal wires coming off. And then it looked like a drain, the top of your drain, your <laughs> shower drain. Your drain. That's what it looked like. And you would jam it on the potatoes. My mother used to make me do that because she didn't want to do that. So you had the handle, the two bars, and then literally uh, a bathroom drain. Not the same drain. thing that you do brownies with. You're I talking don't know about what that separate- is. We didn't do brownies growing up, unfortunately. Why? I don't know. But Were you I love against them brownies now. when you? I was not. My mom just didn't. She, we didn't do brownies. We didn't. She did cupcakes. Well, all the, the time. same thing that does cake batter. Those two little mi- mixers. Brrr. Correct. You had that, but I'm talking about the manual mashed potato deal. Oh, a manual deal. You smashed them yourself. And it was <laughs> a handle with two metal pipes, or two metal bars, and literally on the bottom, it looked like what your oh, shower I drain looks like. And you just mashed them you. down. You had to manually mash potatoes. Yeah, those are... So those I feel are, like whipping potatoes is kind of cheating. It's They're half-assed mashed potatoes. There you go. That's what they are. Yeah. Well, I've said uh, lately that I want to be sound more fancy, so... My favorite food no longer is mashed potatoes. It's a deconstructed baked potato. 
because mm. everything's deconstructed now. Oh yeah. So the other like day, off-white Nikes. Yeah, yeah my, the other day my wife wanted breakfast, and all all I fixed her. It really was fried bologna, but I called it a deconstructed pork fillet sandwich <laughs> with a mustard seed puree, which was just mustard on top. I did see just the mustard okay. on top. That so was uh, that was before my social media hiatus. <laughs> oh, was that just before? It okay. was just before. Okay, I slipped it in. All right. So uh, Cole Kublik, sports guru, is what we'll call you. Uh, the short version. Uh, you former player uh, at Auburn, uh, correct? Correct. Uh, you were a permanent team captain. Yep. Which gets you what in the college world? Uh, they did a brick with my name in it outside the stadium. <laughs> okay. And uh, in the uh, history, my name's in the program every year. Every year. Yeah, because I think they do all the permanent captains. I think. So when you go to Auburn, Alabama, now, and you go mm -hmm. to the lovely plains, the campus on the plains. Do you know where your brick you gotta, is? You got to search hard. Do you know? It's, do you know where your brick? I know. Is? I know the vicinity and wait the vicinity. <laughs> you don't even know where it's at. I have an idea where it is. It's uh, it's where you walk in, like the recruiting lounge, and I actually have two because they they do all the permanent captains, and then uh, Tuberville did all the seniors that year because he said you know we did a good job and we were picked to finish last in the West and. We got us to the SEC championship game, so he did all the seniors. So there's two down there that you can find, and I have an idea where they are. But and then actually, I think Jay Jacobs just redid something where he did all the captains on the new entryway. So there might be three, but one's does inside. anybody have more than you? Because that's I'm, three's a lot. I'm sure like. some people have a lot. Yeah. I feel like maybe they lifted the ones out of the old ones and put them where the new ones are. They just re maybe. replaced yours, yeah. maybe. Yeah, relocated. So you played 97 to 2000. Correct. You were a center. I was. 97, I was a special team specialist. I was an extra point What's field that? goal. Special team specialist. <laughs> special team. I was the uh, end man on the line of scrimmage for extra point field goal. It was an important job. You had special to... team specialist. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not just on special teams, but a specialist for the special teams. Correct. Serious. Oh, let me tell you, <laughs> I was on the field for Jarrett Holmes' game-winning kick in the Iron Bowl. And okay, I took out two players. Let's talk. I about didn't it. take them out. They ran over me and kind of took themselves out. But <laughs> I like to take credit. Let's talk. Wait, let me let's rewind a little bit more. Okay, you you're from Homewood, Alabama. Correct. Where we sit as we are speaking. Right. You've you've circled back home. Uh, where Josh. Sea turtle. Is. You ever heard that? Sea turtle. Yeah. So I go to this party after we move into this house not long ago, and this lady is there really nice lady and she's she said uh where are you from i said well i'm originally from homewood i grew up here went to homewood high school and she said and you're back and i said and i'm back and she's like another sea turtle sea turtle and then i said um sure i mean i'm it doesn't feel offensive so <laughs> i'm good and she said no the sea turtle always comes back it always circles back and i was like I thought sea turtles Wait, like hatch their eggs and then left. Yeah, they hatch them on the beach and leave their babies. Because there's always the thing of will they make it to the water, right? But right. I never knew they came back. Do they hatch? Do they so lay they their eggs in the same after place? Their babies are gone. Um, maybe they lay their eggs she, in the same place. As we record, your kids are here. Are you just going to leave them at this house and see if they grow up and come back sea later? Sea turtles, man, they'll be here. <laughs> no, they will not. They <laughs> would not here. be here. You leave my children alone, they will not be there, and whatever you leave in their way will be destroyed. Okay, so you're at Homewood. Um, how is the recruiting process 
from Homewood. You're playing. Are you playing center? At Homewood? I didn't play down of offense in high school. Not one. I came in. We had a tight end reverse pass that we ran. I don't remember what the play was called. I think it was tight end reverse pass. And I was number seventy eight, so I wasn't even going to come in and play and like catch a ball. And it was a wet night. I remember it had been raining, and I get out there and I put my hand in the ground. And before we get down and begin the cadence of the snap count, I picked my hand up and wiped it on my pants to get, you know, because I was going to throw the ball. And when I put my hand back down, false start. So um, that was the only offensive was play you were We in? didn't even run the play. So, yeah, they took me out of the game and that was it. We never ran it again. That was your senior year? Mm-hmm. No, that was my junior year. Junior year. Senior so year, I didn't play any offense either. But you're I all played. defense. And you're, uh, how are you getting recruited? Uh, that started my junior year and, and teams started taking notice. Clemson and Auburn were like first in line. And then yeah, Alabama and Tennessee kind of started and other SEC schools and UAB, Troy were kind of in there early on. Cause but, I, I remember when I'm in high school and the, and the big dogs on, on, uh, my high school team start getting letters from schools and it's like this big, exciting thing oh, in the man. locker room. It's huge. Back You're showing year. them to your friends. Hey, we got letters. We got literal Letters in the mail. Yeah, we started where you get a letter. Like I think We're I got a, a letter from Clemson, but I think that was because my aunt, who you know, Hall of Fame aunt, who played basketball at Clemson, literally in the Clemson Hall of Fame. Yeah, Fame. I think she knew the coach was like, "Hey, do me a favor, <laughs> send my nephew a letter, <laughs> get some letterheads." And I was like, "Oh," and by the way, Clemson was not what Clemson is now back then. Right, so it was you know not that great, but it was cool. Um, and then South Carolina started coming in, and Auburn and Alabama and UAB and Troy and. Um, so was, did did you have a team like was Auburn your team or did you go if Auburn I didn't I was you know my both my parents went to South Carolina and my aunt played basketball at Clemson we moved to Alabama when I was three I didn't have a team growing up. I was a college football fan so there was a period of my life when I was obsessed with Miami there's a period of my life where I liked Notre Dame I always liked Alabama and Auburn growing up I like South Carolina a lot obviously because I went to a lot of South Carolina games as a kid uh, just going and, and being a part of, that, of those games in that atmosphere. So I was always more a fan of individuals than I was actual teams. I didn't have one team growing up. So then um, Auburn comes and they start giving you $100 handshakes and vehicles, Yeah, I, right? I wasn't that good uh, to get any of that. <laughs> um, All right, so, so really, how, do, how does how do you end up at Auburn? What happens? What happens? <laughs> it's, it, it, I didn't have a lot of options at that time, so – we have to go back even further ninth grade we're running sprints in the gym and i lunge forward and my knee gives out and it pops and i tore my acl but that was ninth grade and so the doctors i went to see said listen your growth plates aren't closed we can't repair this right now so i went 10th grade and 11th grade with no acl so i played my whole junior year no acl senior year what are you doing just bracing that up up. yeah you got the old don joy brace and you've seen pain or what not really, no. It didn't bother me much. Because there's back mornings then. when I get up and I go, I've torn my ACL. Yeah, so now it's different for me with not just my knee but a lot of body parts. <laughs> but that's why I'm like, I, can I tear my ACL get yeah. out of bed? Because I did. You just uh, go through it, and um, obviously, you know, you're hitting the weights and you're growing a little bit more. I was about 12 pounds heavier my senior year, grew about a half an inch. So how big are you? Going into my senior year, I was like six three. Probably 270, 275, okay. and it just couldn't hold up. First game I had what they call pivot shift, which is where your tibia and fibia just kind of move and bang into each other because you don't have that ACL to support it, and had to have that cleaned out, had it scoped. Came back for the sixth game of the year, 
same thing happened. My dumb ass goes out there on the first third down and tries to block a punt. The up back hits me from the side, pivot shift, and they shut me down. They said, you're done. Got to have an ACL reconstruction. Had ACL reconstruction on Halloween of 1995. So I played in two games my senior year, didn't get through a full game. Senior so, year of high school, two games on your resume. Didn't even get all through either full game. And so once that ACL reconstruction actually happened, that's when most schools just shut it down. And there were a couple schools, like, I wish I could remember who the coach was, but the guy who was recruiting me at Florida called me the next day. He said, hey, man, we like you. We think you're great. We wish you the best, but, you know, we're, we're not going to recruit you anymore. Uh, a couple schools did that. Uh, a couple schools, Tennessee, Alabama, and SEC, and and – Auburn were the only SEC schools that kind of stuck with me after that. Um, you know, I always wonder why Vanderbilt didn't recruit me more. And then I had a buddy named Chris Benton who was on my team who was being recruited by Vanderbilt, ended up signing with Sanford. He took his official visit to Vanderbilt. This is much later. And he came back, and he's like, I talked to those guys up there about you. I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, they love you. He said, we put the film on. We're watching from our junior year. And. You're shredding people up, and they're like, he's like, I got to ask you guys. My, my buddy's never even heard from you guys. They've never even called him, like never came to school to see him, nothing. And they're like, oh, no, 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 we love him as a player, but we looked at his transcript, and there's just no way in hell <laughs> we would ever get him in school. <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking, Vandy's, Vandy's got some academics coming with him. Yeah, and okay. I, I didn't have okay. academics coming with me. <laughs> Coming out of high school, so oh, they just went. Now nah, we're not nah, going to attempt that. We're not even going to. We're not going to use the resources for that. <laughs> Don't even go somewhere for a year and come here. We're going to get it started because you know good. you got a guy that's too short. He might end up being a good player. You got a guy who's too dumb. He's not just getting smarter. He's not. You know, you get a, you recruit a six five power forward, and maybe yeah. he can get away with it. Maybe he grows. But you recruit a guy who makes an eighteen on the ACT. He's not turning into like a twenty six on the ACT guy. Like you don't grow into that. Not your freshman year in college. <laughs> Not no. any year in college. No. So, All right. So honestly, the way it played out, um, who's your who's 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 your number one recruiter then at Auburn? Um, because I mean, some uh, I think, Rodney Allison recruited me. I mean, maybe maybe casual fan just thinks head coach is coming to everybody's living room and that's not the case i never talked to terry about there's hardcore um, recruiting guys that that talk to guys over and over again rodney allison is your recruiter. he's my guy he was a running back coach i never spoke to terry bowden in my hometown before i signed a scholarship did he call he never, you he called me a lot we talked on the phone a bunch but never face never came to school never came to my apartment none of that now he was supposed to come to my apartment one night and i think something happened with his travel and then I didn't even go on an official visit to Auburn because the weekend I was supposed to go, I think, was like Snowpocalypse back in... 93? No. Snowpocalypse was, was 93. Okay, well, this would have been 95, whatever that snowstorm was okay. in 95. And we couldn't literally couldn't get down there. They shut 65 down. Did any coach ever come, head coach come? Oh, to Rodney visit? came to see me all the time. Any well, he's a coach, coach, but I mean, did any head coach um, ever... I think I mean I, I I had separate meetings with Stallings in Tuscaloosa, like one on ones. Okay. And Fulmer, I believe, came down from Tennessee. And then Watson Brown from UAB and obviously Larry Blakeney from Troy. Uh those were the only head coaches really. So Who's uh, Auburn ended up being your choice. Who was number two? Who was close second? Or was there a close second? I mean, if it all would have worked out the way that it, before the injury, I wanted to go to Florida. And then who was recruiting you from there? I can't remember the guy's name. I just 
And that had nothing to do with the recruitment. I just liked Florida. Right. I just liked the uniforms and the swamp, and they were actually really good. So, so this is not mid nineties. Yeah, they yeah, were I'm on watching fire Kevin, right there. I'm watching Kevin Carter and Ellis Johnson and those guys They're play D line. Yeah, I just want to be one of those guys. Right. And so I think if it would have all just played out the way, no injury, no ACL, nothing, it would have it would have been Florida after the injury. The way I was being recruited probably would have been Tennessee because at that time Tennessee had the most impressive facilities and they were good. And Tennessee was was kind of rolling. You know, Alabama was on probation when when I came out. Okay. So they only signed I can't remember what it was, twelve or thirteen, something so like that. Is everybody so is everybody recruiting you as offense? What what's happening? No, no. Most people recruited me as a defensive lineman, but I think Auburn got stuck where they needed an offensive lineman and it was kind of the deal. They was like, Hey, we're gonna take you, but we're gonna move you to offensive line. And so I knew going in that I was gonna play offense, but it, it was the only SEC offer I had left, so obviously I was going to take it. I wasn't going to go – seventeen-year-old Cole wasn't going to go to Troy or UAB just to play defense. He was going to go to Auburn and play whatever the hell they wanted him to play. Yeah, because so. in your mind at that point, it's correct. In your mind at that at seventeen, you're thinking Auburn's a bigger school. Yeah, very different there. back then as opposed to now, where it's like you didn't have. You know, there was no DeMarcus Ware in OCU Manura. Right. You know, um, there there wasn't a lot of those guys who had made it to the NFL from schools like that. You're thinking exposure in the whole deal. Absolutely, yeah. All right, so you go to Auburn. You're now you're going to center, which is a you, head spinning whirlwind. That's not even switching offense. I mean, throw throw you at guard is one thing. Now you're yep. being a center. Yep, trying to make calls, trying to snap the ball. Trying to learn footwork. I mean, it was there was no shot that I was going to play my freshman year. Zero percent. So you red shirt, red shirt. Go to scout team. So I'm going against Mark Smith and Jimmy Brumbaugh and Takeo Spikes and Charles Dorsey every day. Those guys were kicking my ass on a regular basis. Okay, uh, and how, how how big are you now? How big? What's your biggest at Auburn? Biggest playing weight or just biggest? Because <laughs> <laughs> I think I hit 320 at one point, but I played around. I played right around 300, 295 to 305. Like, into the how season, tall, I'd be 295, 6'3", 6'3 and a half. Okay, so, you're, you're playing, when did, when do you remember the first, what's your first game in Auburn? Uh, first play in time period. Like, first Scrub time? Yeah, I mean, I, I got in a couple games in 97. Um, Which is your what, red shirt freshman? That was my red shirt freshman year. Yeah. And you're, you're and getting in a center? Back up behind Tawaski Dunnigan. And, you know, I, I got in late in a couple of SEC games, like late in the Ole Miss game. Obviously played in the some of the non-conference games. But my, my real first playing time didn't come until 98. 98, you're sophomore now. Yep. Are you starting or, are you, or what's happening? I was supposed to start and broke my foot uh, two weeks before the season. Okay. So I had a screw put in my foot, Jones fracture, fractured my fifth metatarsal, and – Missed the first four weeks and came back. I don't think I started my first game back. I think Colin Sears started at center in that game, and then I came in for him and then just held on to it after that and started like the last five games. Colin Sears, decent athlete. Yeah, really good. Didn't he end up in the NFL? Uh, he got he was with the Cowboys for a little while. Okay, so uh, 98 significant playing time. Yep. Not a good football team. Terry Bowden got fired halfway through the year. <laughs> okay, so really not a good football no, team. No, we're three and eight. Um ninety nine comes. Yep. A lot of playing time. A lot of playing time. I was a starter going into the season. And this is 
Tuberville's yeah, Tuberville's Tommy first, first year. year. So started the whole year, but it was rough because he just beat us into the ground. Um, physically, just the most demanding off season. Two a days, winter workouts, spring practice were just miserable, brutal. He legitimately took years off of our lives. <laughs> like not him personally, but the staff did. Like you ask Alex Lincoln or Rob Pate or Ben Lear, like they'll tell you, especially the linemen, they'll tell you that that off season probably cost us five years. <laughs> Like, if my life expectancy was 90, I'm living to 85 okay. because of that now. Just because you're just Oh, we would go hell. out for spring practice, and, you know, a normal spring practice would be 24 periods. That's a longer practice. Okay. Well, we'd get to period 21, and then we'd start the scrimmage, and they would just take the periods down. And we would just go until they were done. Uh, we'd just go. I can remember walking out of the facility after 9 o'clock multiple times. Is that to get people to quit or what? What's partially, I think so. Just partially who really wants to be here, who really wants it. Um, trying to create a different player physically, mentally, and emotionally. You know, thinking that whatever you've been through, um, whatever you've been through in practice, the game's never going to be as bad as that is what they put you through. And then just to weed some guys out. He wanted scholarships. I, mean, I, I think he said it. I think he admitted it. Dean Smith actually referenced that in his book. He referenced Tuberville running guys off in his book. Because I remember T.J. Mears was my roommate, and he's a big North Carolina basketball fan. And he's reading Dean Smith's book, and he's like, oh, shit, look at this. He's like, Cube, Dean Smith talking about Tommy Tuberville. And I, he didn't say his name, but he was like, there's a coach in the SEC who's running off players who have already signed just so he can open up scholarships. And I so was he like, can get his guys in. Right. I was like, he is talking about Tommy. Like, <laughs> you know, and we're kind of like, I wish we would have called him out by name so he quit <laughs> – Pounding us into the ground. Then we go to two a days. Does it work though? I mean, do you he, think no, you got, got better? Guys, he got some guys out of there. One do you way think or the you other. got better though? I know it takes years off your life. Do you you think as a football player you were better? I think we were better for it the following year in two thousand. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it made us better. You think that, that year, year you dead. might have been too beat down? We were dead that year. We were, our legs were dead. So it's like the old uh, uh it's clearly probably not as bad and but it reminds me of the the old Bear Bryant documentary where they talk about him beating that yeah, team. Yeah, they might have been worse because right. They, but I'm saying, yeah, he did the same thing of Similar. I'm going to beat you down, yeah. and then all of a sudden, he you said, know, they're he like, us, you know, you don't have two days anymore, Cassio. But back then we did, and normally you would go like two two a days in a one a day, you know, three two a days, then a one a day, or three days a day off, and then a one a day, something like that. Well, so Tub sits us down. and He says. And again, I don't blame him for any of this. I know what he's doing. He's like, we're going, we're going to take care of your legs. We're going to give you two two a days and a one a day. Two two a days and a one a day through the whole fall camp. And we're like, hell yes, this is going to be great. <laughs> we will survive this. Thirteen two a days later, in, in a, a row, in a row, we're kind of looking around like, <sighs> we'll take that one a day now. We were really excited <laughs> at first. <laughs> now we're ready to die. Like. But you can't. You say get to where's that point. Day, you, no, but you get to that point, and you're looking at the film, guys. Like you're looking at these little runts that climb the towers in film practice, and you're like, "God, I'd love to be that guy right now." <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like you're looking at the equipment managers, and you're like, "I would trade places with that son of a bitch right this second." <laughs> like if I could be an athletic trainer today, I would see if God came down to this field and said, "You can trade places with anybody." 
it would be that manager over there I mean, picking up footballs. I go so back I to high to school when, I, when I'm throwing up steak fingers from lunch on, on after high school. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't imagine two a days like college practice. I'm, I can't imagine wow. what y'all are going through. Oh, and then the other one. Was you're, by the way, you're working out. You're going to class. You're AKA. You're also being a college guy, which yeah. is partying and having fun. I mean, I didn't do much of that. But. Right. <laughs> <laughs> The best was Eddie Grand, who's now the OC at Kentucky, and I love him. Great guy. And uh, we so Tuberville had this stupid rule that we were going to earn our way back to the real practice fields. So we practiced on the intramural fields, which were like half rocks and pebbles and, you know, that really rye, like thin grass. Like if you fell in this, it was like somebody's you, backyard. Yeah, you're getting cut up. It's not fun. <laughs> And so he's like, you're going to earn your way into the practice fields. Kind of like, you know, the coaches that, like, make you earn your logo on your helmet. And sure. it's like, what do you, if, if I don't practice well in two days, you're going to send me out the first game with no logo right. on my helmet. Like, you're going to earn – we're going to earn our names on our jersey. You're going to get a helmet. Uh, okay. Yeah. What are you gonna, I'm not going to get pads for the first game. <laughs> Come on, coach. So we go over there, and we had to we had to walk all the way over. And it's like 530. It's the first two-a-day. Well, the NCAA rules are – I think it's three practices in helmets to get acclimated and get everybody back going. So we're over there in our helmets and Eddie Grant's like, what are you guys doing? We're here for practice coach. Two days getting cranked up today. He's like, uh, uh-uh, no, not in that. What are, you, what are you talking about? He said, boys, we're full pads today. Mm. And we're like later today for the second practice. He All goes, right. no, no, no. Now mm. get back to the facility and get your pads on. We go middle drill, which is essentially O-line, D-line, running backs, quarterbacks, linebackers. Like, no pass plays. You're running the ball. Everybody knows it's coming. Oklahoma, one-on-one, board drills. Full-speed pass rush. Full-speed team ones versus ones. You're going full-blown hard. First day. First day. We were like, I mean, that set the tone, though. You knew what you were getting into after that. So, uh, when does your favorite coach, Coach Trickett, come into play? Oh, he was there when I got there. Um, what's the story? He made you six string. That was Hugh Nall. Hugh Nall oh, did Hugh that. Oh, Hugh Nall made you yeah, six. Yeah, Hugh Nall made me six string center. I had started for two years, going in, <laughs> going in, going into my senior year, and but you didn't have six centers. No. So we, um, what happened was, I I was injured. the The foot injury I told you about before. Yeah. So, literally a year and a half later, I'm I promised these kids that i would throw football with them one day a couple of my teammates and i like me and leard and ryan hooker and a couple guys so they come to the facility we got on the practice fields and you know they're 10 year old kid auburn fans they're having a blast and we're throwing football running around and i hear like in my foot pop i'm like oh man that's not good they go x-ray it the screws bent the fracture lines reopen so they got to get it out so they had to take that screw out put a new screw in uh which is one of the scarier moments of my career because when they took me up to health south to do that surgery james andrews who everybody knows dr yep. andrews he if comes he, can't fix it, nobody he comes can. over to my table in pre-op and he's he's kind of got like that steve spurrier voice like well yeah i tell you cole um <laughs> what we got to do we got to get that screw out and we're gonna get a new one in he said but the problem is that bone around that screw is stronger than the metal and it's bent so when we torque it it could break and i was like okay what if it breaks and he taps me on the leg. He's like, we'll let you wake up and talk about that then. We'll let you wake up and talk and about that. And I was like, I look at the anesthesiologist, and I was like, put me out now. <laughs> out over. Just, 
And I was like, it doesn't do that. I said, Dr. Andrews, just get it done. Make it work. And so he he fixed it. It hadn't given me any problems since. And he he did it. But he literally told me he had never done one of those. So you're coach. You get a guy like that to he hadn't done a surgery that he's getting ready to do right. on you. Who's done everything. Yeah. That's a little nerve-wracking. So I had that. So I'm in a boot. For, there was there was no rehab protocol. I was non-weight bearing for like nine weeks. I was in a boot for like 18 weeks. It was crazy. And so I don't go through spring practice. But they had me doing like carrying 50-pound dumbbells up the stadium steps and like pushing these sleds. So obviously I was okay, but they just didn't want me to practice. So a buddy of mine asked me if I want to go play on a softball team one night. Oh, and so I go out there and crush oh. I go out there and crush a couple of softballs and apparently somebody called into a local radio show and was like, Cole Kubrick, Kendall Simmons out here playing softball and they injured in spring ball. What's up with that? <laughs> and so he calls me to his office and he asked me, and I was like, Yeah, I did it. It's co ed softball. It's extra hitter. Like all I did is go swing the bat a few times. And he loses his mind, he flips out, and so we show up for two days and he's like, You're six string center. Now, we had two centers. It right. was me, Ben Allen, and an emergency center, which would have been like Colin Sears. Maybe even Mike Pasillo could have been an emergency center, but that was it. He's finding guys to put in front of me. <laughs> He's putting special I'm just specialists standing, in there. We're going through the shoots like for individual fundamental periods, and I'm just standing with my hands on my hips just watching all these other guys go. I'm like, I guess I'll get a turn at some point. <laughs> so finally worked my way back up. I didn't start that year till the Iron Bowl. That was the first game I started my senior year. Really? Yeah, man, that was rough. Because of like, injury, not because you were no, sixth grade. No, because, yeah, because I, I didn't get my position back. Really? I did sublux my patella before the old Miss game, so I was out for two weeks because of that. But otherwise, I was healthy. And I remember we went into the Wyoming game that year, and he's like, we're going to go two series, one series, two series, one series. Ben Allen was going to start. And, and Ben was a good player, and, you know, he, he deserved to play. And – we went. He went two series, and then I went one series, and then he didn't put me back in. And the only time I ever cried after a sporting event was after that game. I literally I didn't shake any hands. I went to the locker room. I didn't take a shower. I changed clothes. I walked out, put a towel over my head, and literally cried like the whole mile down to Sewell Hall. Thankfully, my mom was there with me. Went back to my house, to my duplex that I was living in, and I just I didn't know what to do, man. I didn't know how to react to that. It was the only thing I cared about. Just because there was no football. Well, it was my senior year, and this was supposed to be, like, the best year ever, the best right. time. We won the game, so I'm happy we won the game. I'm happy for my teammates, but it's like, shit, man, I didn't play, you know? Right. And if I was told that I was at least going to get a third of the snaps in that game and I didn't even get it that game, what was going to happen the rest of the year? Right. So, you know, I just said, you know, my mom sat there with me, and she's like, you got to make a decision. You either do this and you do it and you get through it and just make it the best you can. Or just walk away now. And I wasn't going to walk away. This meant too much to me. And then you end up in the Iron Bowl. Started the Iron Bowl. Tubbs walking by me before the Iron Bowl and in the locker room. I'll never forget it. Right after Nall came and told me he was going to start me. And I said, Tubbs, you got a pregame speech? And he said, nah, why? You got one? Kind of being a smart ass because that was Tommy. And I was like, yeah, I do. He goes, all right, it's yours. Really? Oh, yeah. So let me, just in case... Uh, somebody's listening that doesn't ha- happen to know what the Iron Bowl is. Alabama, Auburn, biggest sports rivalry. We're biased, of course, down here in the South. But biggest- However, the Iron Bowl is only a football game. 
I will agree with Since you. We're we've we've had major discussions. I've heard your discussions. The Iron Bowl is the Alabama Auburn game in football. Uh, some say it's the biggest college football rivalry. Um, they've now tried to make every Alabama Auburn any interaction. The Iron Bowl, no. whatever. It is not. No. The Iron Bowl is the football game. Correct. Period. That's it. Yes. Um, so if you are in the state of Alabama and root for Alabama or Auburn, the Iron Bowl, quote unquote, is the biggest thing ever. Yes. So absolutely. for you to start the last game of the season before any kind of postseason games, it was huge. The Iron Bowl is the biggest thing you can do. So for that to basically culminate your regular season and your senior year is is big time. Yeah, and we had to win that game, and Arkansas had to lose to clinch the West, and both happened. Wow. And it was the first one in Tuscaloosa in over 100 years. That's big time. That was big. That was huge, man. So, so, awesome. so let, let, me, let me ask you a couple of quick college football. Deals. And we won. That was the, the biggest part. You never lost in Tuscaloosa. No, I'm undefeated there. <laughs> And multiple things, but you are undefeated <laughs> in Tuscaloosa. One, uh, you – okay, a lot of people don't know uh, that me and you did a uh, sports radio show together for a brief time period. Use that, the term sports loosely. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that in just a second. But uh, during that show, I discovered that uh, you claim you never had a holding period uh, foul. Never, never had, had any a, penalty. Never had a penalty as a, period. As an Auburn football player. Now, I did have – Two personal fouls in an all-star game. What, the North-South game or what was the uh, senior no, bowl? I wasn't good enough to play in that. Senior um, bowl? No, I wasn't good enough to play Blue in that. Blue-gray. This was legit. Now, I've got the jersey back here. In the, we're in my basement, and I've got the jersey what in is the it? Tupperware container over there. Uh, it's some all-star game they just made up. <laughs> I think I was the only Division One guy in the all-star game. It was like <laughs> te- Texas, El Paso, and... I mean, I didn't even know some. I literally didn't know some of the schools existed, like Jackson State. And, it's just a hey, we got a bunch of football players. Oh yeah, you just one more year? chance to play ball. Yeah, I'm like, I'm yeah. gonna go play. I'm, I'm because I, I thought I was too beat up to go the and NFL. You got really. two penalty, two two personal fouls in that game. I was the only Division One guy in what, the game. What are they chippy or what? Oh yeah, and I had these because a lot of it's not everybody's last game. Oh yeah, and I had these two guards from Jackson State in Mississippi, and they were both behemoths like 360 and 380 couldn't move very well but i was like listen here's what we're gonna do we're gonna we're running zone scheme we're gonna latch on these double teams don't even think about coming off for the linebacker we're just gonna maul these guys like six and seven yards deep and so that's what we did for a few series of the game and the d linemen were just they weren't happy so they got up (laughs) where where are d linemen from just you know south dakota technical school or what Nobody you can think of? Is no. they're that small? Can't think. Yeah. Okay. Can't come up with it. So Jackson State even goes, these guys are a small school. Oh, yeah. And we okay, rolled, and you're we just were, bulldozing. We just Peter rolling guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they didn't like it. So they got up talking and, you know, a couple shoving matches. Maybe a, maybe a punch was thrown. Maybe. They're not kicking you out of an all-star game. <laughs> right, come on. Right. I don't even know if they had another center, so they probably didn't have a choice. I think I was the only guy that could snap the ball. You got a backup? No. All right. We'll just throw I felt pretty good it. about throwing punches when they're like, nobody else can snap. So. Okay, so you're saying entire Auburn career, no flag whatsoever. Zero. Was never penalized. Did was you get, never penalized. Why didn't you hold? Did you give up a sack? Oh, I held plenty. They just didn't call it. <laughs> Did you give up a sack? I think I probably gave up like two sacks, yeah. Because, see, at center, it's different. It's At center, if you if the line misses an assignment and gives up a sack, I consider that on me. Okay. So I probably gave up a couple sacks, yeah. 
I did no false starts, nothing. No, you can't false start as a center. If you false start as a center, you should probably be kicked off the team. Usually, get like, like these that, guys who give you a little that hesitant, weird movement, just snap yeah. it. You can't be wrong. If you snap the ball, you can't be wrong. You can't because if you think about a quarterback sneak, if you snap it and just the center and quarterback go, it's a play. It's a legal Everybody play. Else is Everybody else, everybody else stays in their stance. We had a play called purple. It's freeze play. So. The quarterback would go through the cadence, down, set, hike. If they jumped off sides, I would snap it, and everybody just stayed still, didn't move, but the quarterback would throw a fade. You'll still see people do that. They still run freeze play. All right, so no penalties in your career, which is I always found amazing. Uh, who is craziest guy you went up against? Who was, hey, that was that was the guy that got up in front of me where I went, oh, 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 shit, next level. Craziest or, like, best? Whatever, whatever you want to do. Oh, I played against played Gerard Warren at Florida was unbelievable because he was he was probably 6'3", 320, 330, and his arms came like past his kneecaps, and he played a tilt nose, a shade nose. So he was lined up on the ball, but kind of sideways. Your yeah, so he could jump you backside <laughs> or come upfield. And he was number three overall pick in the draft in 2000. He was legit. Played against Marcus Stroud, Richard Seymour, both really good. It would be probably – one of those three, but definitely would be Gerard Warren if I had to pick one. Um, Kendrell Bell at Georgia was also a dude that I mean hit me the hardest of anybody in my entire life. Because Kendrell Bell, he played outside linebacker his rookie year at Pittsburgh and he was defensive rookie of the year. At Georgia, he gave no Fs about where the ball was going. He would just sprint towards an offensive lineman <laughs> and put the crown of his helmet like right in your chin. I'm, it's the only time I've like legitimately been dizzy in a game. Like, wasn't sure I could keep going. Probably should have went in protocol. He hit me so damn hard. I didn't know if I could keep like functioning. <laughs> oh man, Kendrell Bell. He was he was nasty. Was there somebody that was supposed to be good that you was like I pretty much handled his ass? <laughs> uh, I don't think I was good enough to really handle anybody. <laughs> um, there were a couple guys that you know you just kind of thought. Like, they got a lot of hype, and they are supposed to be really good, and they weren't. Um, I mean, but, you but, went up against those guys, and nobody mauled you, so. Well. I mean, you said the NFL did just then, and nobody was like, they I mean, destroyed like, Ben We Lear. played against Cornelius Griffin at Alabama, who played for Washington for a while. He was in the league for a while. You know, we played against Alex Brown when he was at Florida. Um, we played against some dudes, man. Like, thankfully, I was hurt for the LSU game. My red shirt freshman year because Booger McFarland played in that game and he shredded. You know, I, I should have a bumper sticker that says I heart Booger. So yeah, you know I'm a, a Colts fan and the whole deal. So yeah. I heart Booger. Kind of, okay. kind of glad that I missed that one because <laughs> Griff Redmill will tell you, my friend, our friend that played Alabama, yes. that that still gives him nightmares. What Booger Was McFarland Booger? did to him, yeah, really? Oh, embarrassed him. Okay, so now uh, me and you meet after your college days. Yep. Um, I, I briefly remember, um, we were just talking about it. I briefly remember just, I mean, a hint meeting you when you first, I was just starting in radio. You were just starting a kind of a, I guess it was just a, a football show with Ben Laird. You were on the rocket in Huntsville. So I knew the guy that ran the rocket. And I yes. knew I wanted to be in radio. Which, uh, uh, side note, is is I do a morning show now. Um in Huntsville, Alabama, I do the morning show on the Rocket. At the time, I did not. I was on a syndicated morning show called Rick and Bubba. They were affiliated. Their affiliate in Huntsville was the Rocket. Yep. So you were going to do the weekend. You and Ben Laird, who was the quarterback. They carried Auburn football. Yes. 
Ben Laird was your quarterback at Auburn when you were there. So you guys are going to do a Iron Bowl, uh, an Iron Bowl, a a Auburn pre- pregame show, pre pregame show, because they were an Auburn affiliate. Correct. So you came down since y'all are affiliates to do like an interview deal. I remember kind of meeting you there. Um. But then you're out and about. You were probably so tired because you DJed at a place called uh, the Banana Pit or Bananas Fosters. <laughs> Banana, Banana Foster. Club Banana. What was Banana the name of that? Joe's. Banana, Banana Joe's. Banana Joe's was there. Who names their bar well, Banana all, that Joe's? Was, that was second. God, first that it was place Tiki was, Bob's. Remember? It was Tiki, <laughs> it was Tiki Bob's, Tiki first, which is not much better than Banana Joe's. Banana by the Joe's way. Was, was the next. We're gonna have a Tiki Hut bar theme. And you're gonna come in here and party. Well, I was around the block. Don't even don't even act like it wasn't around the block. It was packed all the time. But your options were limited at that point in time. <laughs> they, were, like, they were limited. <laughs> I don't know where else you were gonna listen to hip hop music and I go don't know where they went on Friday. Friday was dead. <laughs> Thursday and Saturday <laughs> was deep. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where they went on Friday. I'm like, <laughs> where are y'all going? Tell me where to go. I'll go. I'll call in <laughs> sick and go. We just wanna have a good time. Right. Uh so yeah, so uh, we meet, we're hanging out then. Um, I don't know why we hit it off. Uh, you, you don't like gluten. I like gluten. We're totally opposite. <laughs> I love gluten. Especially <laughs> when it's on pizza. Uh, so then we're hanging out at games. I go to LA, uh, and do, try to do my thing. I come back. You, this isn't the same show. You're doing a different show when I come back with Ben. Now I'm actually doing... A radio show, now right? A daily. Radio now it's a legit show. show. Correct. Yes. Um. So then I would come back and sit in with you guys. Then, correct. Uh, on game day, the I signal was, was not a legit, but the show was. <laughs> you heard it if you were in the parking lot with the speakers. Um. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. So we. So then, you're doing a show in Huntsville. I'm doing stand-up comedy. I've got the radio. I've got the radio bug, basically. Yeah. Because I, I yeah. started in radio, and if you... I just love doing radio. And I you love, had a lot of time on your hands. Especially Monday <laughs> through Wednesday. <laughs> especially Monday through Wednesday. So, I sit in a few times with you. Just, you know, it's a fun time. To me, radio's fun. And uh, especially for you in the summer when there's no college Zero football. going on. A lot of time to fill. Yeah. Unfortunately, you were talking about show. the Braves, but we made it through it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a Braves guy and you're a Yankees guy, so that was fun. Uh, and one thing led to another, so then we're doing a morning show together. Let me, uh, I'll take this back just a little bit. So, <laughs> I it it was not the best setup, but it was a it, I was offered a radio show and and I went and did it. And so, when you're getting when you're doing a show by yourself, you're looking for anybody to come sit in and help and just be a part and just do different things. Especially for our talk show where there's correct you got some commercial breaks, but it's you. And so I knew you were a sports fan yeah. and obviously you were doing comedy and you had been in radio. So I kind of thought to myself, this, this could be something that we could take sort of the Rick and Bubba model, but make it sports. Right. Just basically do a fun show every day, but we lean more sports and give more sports expertise. And the setup in this studio, quote fingers, because I don't know if you could technically call it that. <laughs> it was an enclosed room with glass and I don't even know how to describe this desk to people. If you were to go to Office Depot in 2001, two, and buy like a cubicle desk for yourself 
It was L-shaped, but had the shelves that went up on both sides of the L. But it's the it's the desk that's in the red tag clearance because nobody oh, bought it. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> it, it wasn't one that anyone. It's not the fancy. weren't bragging one. about it. Yeah. And so I, it, obviously, if you're if one person sitting there with a microphone set up, you're fine. So I invite Cassio in to do the show. And what I didn't think about is that when he was going to be sitting across from me, those other shelves were right in front of our faces. So we're kind of like dodging <laughs> left and right and trying to, what do you, yeah, we're going to break or you have something here. And so, yeah, it was a, it was a mess at first, but it ended up kind of growing and growing and growing. And I still say, I still to this day say it's the best radio show I've ever done. We had a train ever. track out inside the window, which is not conducive to radio. No, no. And I'm talking about right outside the we're window. Across the street. Yeah. And for, and it was, uh, somehow it was a, a stopping station where they would park the trains <laughs> and, and at which times is, lay on that horn for a good really 15, 20 seconds. Cause when they parked, it was in the intersection. So they had to and let everybody know it was about. so hot in the studio. We had to open the windows <laughs> in the summer. I forgot so, about the heat. Pop and rubber bands brought that tent in to those windows. <laughs> Thank Jesus. He actually did that. Cause that cooled it down by 40 degrees in there. So we had, yes, yeah, so we had, we had, I know we had fun. Um, I don't know who else had fun, but we had a blast. There I were two like, or three listeners that had fun. <laughs> I feel like we had a cult following. I feel like it's like the stern, like it's it's like the minus the half billion dollar contract. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. But In I'm satellite saying radio. It doesn't even matter how big the listeners were. That the listeners you had were diehard. Oh, we didn't have many, but the ones we had, they were coming to everything. They were in involved in whatever we did. Yes, it was number one. The Cube Kid and Show. essentially put out death threats when they canceled that show <laughs> yeah, to the management. It was, it was. <laughs> we had a great time. Uh, so we do that show. Um, I this is So that show breaks up because uh, the, the radio gods did not shine upon us. Um, I wouldn't call that guy a radio god. Well, but. I'll, I'll never forget you sitting in my apartment that I just got. <laughs> I got two patio chairs. <laughs> I got a love seat and two patio chairs. Hey, uh, <laughs> I go, hey man, can't wait to get my furniture. And you go, you might want pause. <laughs> <laughs> Can I come over? I'm Just, like, what? Uh, yeah, call that delivery truck. <laughs> you know. I wanna, as those on payments, you might want to hook up. With I got that an guy. air mattress. I'll let you borrow. <laughs> you hook up. <laughs> uh, let, let's also go back to, because uh, I, I got, I want, I love this uh, this story about when we were. We were talking about it earlier, so we, we want to bring it up real quick. Get some funny stories in about when we're hanging. So we're hanging. We're going to Auburn games. We're young bucks, and we're in Auburn. And our buddy, David Lynham, is playing at the War Eagle Supper Club. Rest in peace. Mm. Speak for yourself. Um, <laughs> What's well, no longer with us? No. Uh, is there anything in that place now? Is that gone? The last time I drove by, it's still vacant, just a vacant lot. So. Um, so it was a very famous at the time. That's that was the one of the joints to be in in Auburn. What you not, say? If not the definitely the late night spot. Yeah. Uh, it's the place with live bands. That was the one of the places with a live band to go to. That's about it. Uh, yeah, that was about it. <laughs> Uh, other places had the DJs and stuff like that. That was live no, music. No, yeah. Um, you, standard dollar PBR deals. Uh, that I mean, it was your just your standard college live music. Standard place. block building. Yeah, no frills. Mm-mm. So 
trough in the bathroom. So this one, is one twenty foot trough in oh, the bathroom. Oh, the standard trough. Yes, yeah. standard trough. So one one is a day game in Auburn, and I, I I come in, and I I come in from Los Angeles, I believe. I do the pregame show with you guys. We go to the game. After the game, I say, hey, my buddy, David Lineham, is Ben Lineham's playing at the Supper Club. Let's go down. And you go, that's great, but I can't go to the Supper Club because I'm banned <laughs> for life. And I said, what do you mean you're banned for life? And you go, well, yeah, when I, when I was in college here, they banned me for life. And I said, buddy, that was like five, six years ago. We're, I mean, we're, who, first of all, nobody works here from then. Yeah, they're not going to remember you walking yeah, why up here. Yeah, why would a guy at the door remember the guy from six four, years ago? Six years after he was in college, getting kicked out of there. Do you remember why you were banned for life, or were you just told you were banned for life? Oh, I remember why. I don't know if we're going to like to share, or we would pass uh, later. There's just a couple of instances. <laughs> and so it was. It wasn't one. It was just the you, line to that trough was very long. Okay. Okay. And there was some <laughs> line to the trough. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so many dudes can get on a trough at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I mean you can shoulder up, but you just can't. And I mean, you're a big dude, so right. And you just so. And then there's times when the things that you're doing in an establishment like that, you need to break in that line, right? And when you got to go, you got to go. Or there's other times when you see a Pac-Man machine, and there's a space behind it, <laughs> sure. and it resembles a trough, <laughs> and a bouncer watches you. Do that now. That would be one thing that would probably have you hypothetically. You don't know that for a fact. I don't know that for a fact. You don't know if the Pac-Man this, machine shut down. I don't know that. I just I don't even know if sparks flew. You don't know any of that. Hypothetically, if that happened, they probably would say you're not welcome back right. anymore. If you correct, if one of their arcade machines went out of order, yeah. You don't know that for a fact, but mm -hmm. reportedly, correct. So I I say, look, dude, I know the band. There's no way anybody works there from six years ago. We're on the list. I know the band. Let's do this. And you go, got you. I'll try it, but just know that I warned you. I was, and I was confident that it wasn't happening. Oh, no, no. You were pessimist all the way. Yeah. And I was optimist. And we pull up, we park, and there's a line that is so deep in this parking oh, lot. Through the parking lot. And we're standing there, and I'm, I'm talking no exaggeration. There is... 50 people At in front least of us? Minimal. minimal 50 people. And you're a big guy, so you you stand a little bit above the crowd. And we're standing there. And <laughs> literally, this guy, the bouncer, leans out. He's checking people's IDs. <laughs> and from 50 people deep, he leans out and he goes, Kublik, you're banned for life. <laughs> out. No shot. I'm like, what? It just happened. And you go, I told you, let's back him up. <laughs> you were so defeated. You were so defeated. And I was like, what's the chances of a dude working here for six years at the door that remembers Kublik on site? <laughs> I was like, that was pretty amazing. Dude, we had to get the band to vouch for us. He came out. Everybody. Line them. The band the band. Out. They go on intermission, and he comes <laughs> to the front door and says, I got him. My band's name is staked on these us, guys. Us are playing. We'll never play again if they cause problems. I hope, he, I hope he didn't put that on it. He did. Uh, that might be why he hadn't been back. <laughs> yes, that's why they shut down. <laughs> Lonham quit playing. <laughs>
That's down. <laughs> that was the night I con- I saw you consume a whole sack full of crystals. Well, you get hungry. It's it is. But it, what amazed me? It wasn't the amount of a lot of energy that day. It wasn't the amount of crystals. It's we went through the crystals drive-through, and you told the, the lady said, "Do you need anything?" And you said, "We need lots of ketchup." And she said, okay, and she got a handful of ketchup, and she threw in the bag, and you went, ma'am, I said lots of ketchup. <laughs> and she put some in, and you go, are you not going to give us ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> so she threw more ketchup. So if you don't know what the crystal sack full at the time, it was 24 crystals with four fries and four drinks. And you ordered a sack full. And looked at me and said, what are you getting? Because <laughs> <laughs> we love gluten. But my favorite That's, is... Crystals is good gluten, buddy. <laughs> my favorite is, I jokingly thought, well, he's just making her put ketchup in there. Until we got home and saw every bite was a pack of ketchup. You loved the ketchup I on the crystals. I still do love ketchup. It has gluten, right? <laughs> I think it does. I don't, I don't know. know if ketchup has gluten or not. <laughs> I could shred a sack full of crystal back in the day. Is that well? Your weakness is pizza. Though. Yeah, that's number one. But crystal back in the day, after you had been out, that's tough to beat, man. Those chili cheese fries, oh baby, those things are <laughs> solid. Oh baby. And then I got on a corn pup kick for a while. Well, I love the I love the chili cheese tots. Those are hard to beat. They have Sonic? tots at Crystal now? Oh, no, Sonic. Sonic. Yeah. Oh, the chili cheese pop from Crystal is strong. Oh, my dog's going nuts up there. Chili she, cheese she tots. Down here. All right, we got, you got time? Or we, uh... We're good. We don't, we got a little more time. All Maybe right, so. get the kids bed here in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's, let's, let's knock out this, because this is a subject that really tears people apart, and I want oh, social media is going to have a, a field day with this. Best little Debbie? We could go. We could go, Little Debbie Mount Rushmore, which really gets people fired up. I was gonna go sport, not a sport. Oh, you're just trying to make me mad. It's been a nice day. It has done two radio shows today. Uh, hadn't seen my kids much today, right. and I got to go help put them to bed. We'll get you're you right to piss me off before I go. Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not gonna mess you up. I'm gonna let you give your answer, sure, and fine. then we'll let we'll let social media do the blowback sure. since they already give you blowback, and I won't see it for thirty days. Right, so that's so, good. But we're this we're this is gonna air after it's over, so you're gonna be in the prime. I got I gotta get your push. Okay. I gotta get I gotta get cubic dust All dropped right. on me. All right, so you have a theory, sport not a sport. What is your definition of what a sport is? To be a sport definitive there, scoring there, system. To be a there has to be a definitive scoring system. Okay. There has to be some sort of direct physical interaction between the two participants. Between the participants, physical interaction. Now that doesn't mean necessarily bumping into each other. But, but physical interaction. physically competing against one of one or more of the other participants. Okay, has to have that. Anything else? Uh, definitive winner. Okay, I don't know. I okay, think that's it. I just want you to lay the ground rules because then yeah. I'm gonna run through like we've done before. Yep. Because this broke out on our radio show early on. Oh, yeah. And it kind of blossomed into a whole deal, yeah, and, people and people don't like it. People keep tossing in things that go well. If that's your criteria, what about this? And okay. then when you do, all right, so I feel like you've thought about this and you're going to try to trick me, but okay. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Ready. I'm going to lay it out and let you defend yourself. Right, I'm, re- I'm not going to argue with you about any of it. I don't have to defend myself. So, it's my opinion. Of course, the big four: basketball, football, soccer. All that's definitive scoring system, yep. physical interaction. Yes. 
Gymnastics. No. Definitive scoring system. When do they compete against another participant? Well, they're going. There's a first, second, and third. There's a podium. There's a podium. What are you talking about? There's a winner. Yeah. There's also a trampoline and a horse. I, I, horse. <laughs> The thing they jump off. It's called a horse, right? right? Listen, I'm not taking away from gymnasts. What they do is incredible. They're athletes. Are they athletes? It is an athletic event. Are they athletes? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Doesn't mean it's a sport. Marvelous athletes, yes. That's the thing about the Olympics. Uh-oh. Most things in the- <laughs> Oh, no! Oh, no, you're getting ahead of me. Most, what do they call Olympics? An Olympic what? Olympic sport. You're wrong, and you're lying, and you're doing it on purpose. <laughs> You know damn well. Olympic event. Exactly. And that's why they call it that, because they know it's not a sport. Okay. NASCAR. Race. (laughs) Are they athletes? Mm Mm-mm. Drivers. Cole Kublik. No. They lose like 20 pounds while they're driving. Good. I go sit in the sauna and lose 20 pounds. That doesn't make me an athlete. <laughs> have you walked outside in Alabama you, in the summer? Have you? You're not an athlete. Have you ever turned a car going 140 miles an hour? I have. Thankfully, Hannah let me take my truck out to Talladega one time, and I drove it on there. You saw how much pressure it took. I got a lot of respect for what they do, and it's a cool It's a cool event. It's but mentally it's not, it's not sport, taxing. Man. It's a race. It's a race. But they're physically up I against don't, each other? Most... Most events that qualify as a race are not going to be a sport for me. So, like the hundred meter dash, that's I was not about a to sport. Say. It's not a sport. It's not a sport. What, what, Michael now, cross, Johnson, he's cross he's an country, athlete. Cross country is one that we could probably argue. Like motocross is a good one because, like, you can motocross elbow, on the motorcycle. Yeah, you can like elbow people and you can ram people off. I mean, not I don't think the they do it on purpose. Though. They don't do it on purpose, but you can make physical contact with people. They bump cars in NASCAR, but it's a car. There's more bumping in NASCAR than on motocross. They don't they don't bump each but other. But the humans way. are bumping in motocross. <laughs> like they, you're they running like into it. a person. But they don't like it. Don't maybe like, not. They don't like maybe it not. NASCAR. All right, let's move on. Rubbin's racing. What else you got? So you know gymnastics. No. N- nothing in basically nothing in, in Olympics. No running. Ice skating. No, no shooting. No ice skating. Speed skating? It's close because you can bump guys in that too. I don't think you're supposed to, but still a race. It's, it's basically a, a race on it's a race. Yeah. What do you get the most grief over? Because you've did this on social media. NASCAR. Before. Really? Golf guys get really mad too. Oh, I don't think golf is sport. Definitive scoring system. Yeah, and where's your physical interaction against your opponent? They got to walk. Yeah, they do up and down hills, and there's a lot of yards. A lot of them. But you compete against the course, so you're playing against grass. Yeah, and but my water. score has got to be better than yours. It does. Yep. Same thing with the Definitive ACT. scoring. Same thing with the ACT, and that's not a sport either. So is Tiger Woods an athlete? He is an athletic human. Is John Daly an athlete? He is a human that has athletic tendencies. <laughs> have you seen him in a golf ball off a beer can? <laughs> Dropping three hundred. I didn't say he didn't have skills. I just said he's not an athlete. So, golf and NASCAR is what you get the most go Yes, over. 100%. Boxing. I, actually, you're wrong. You're wrong. I'm wrong. We what? are wrong. What? 
we had this happen on air. You should remember this. Ooh. There is one segment of this audience that goes against this that hands down takes the cake, gets more upset about this than anybody else. Boxing. Wrestling. It's absolutely a sport. Wrestling is the sport. It's the original sport. But what about boxing? That's not a definitive scoring system. That does make it a little bit tricky, but you can definitively win by knocking somebody out. You okay. put them on the ground. And I believe that's what was the intentions to what it was supposed to do when it was Let's invented. Let's go 20 so. rounds. Basically, they wanted somebody to knock Correct. each other out. Now, the one you're leaving out, the one that causes the most trouble for me anytime this comes up, and I will get tweets and emails and hate calls about this. At Cole Kublik, C-U-B-E-L-I-C. Competitive cheerleading. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about this. You talk about making some folks mad. And we ruined some days, by the way. Definitive scoring system. If there are parents listening to this podcast who have children, male or female, in competitive cheerleading, who are listening to this. They travel. They might. Is this episode one? Not episode one. but They're not listening anymore. You just lost them. They're done. (laughs) They are done. I'll make it deep in the series. (laughs) You got to put me last. (laughs) They get. But you remember now. Yeah. Cube Kids Show, we had multiple yeah, people, multiple moms called in. Y'all don't know what y'all talking about. They got mad. You seen the work those girls put in? You seen them jump? But again, you, you go do back handspring double flip. But again, you didn't say they weren't athletes. No, they're definitely you said athletic. it's not a sport. They they contain skill. It's just not a sport. Yeah. Mm. Why does everything have to be a sport? I don't understand it. Like esports. Why can't you just be playing a video game, man? It's not a sport. Stop trying to make it a sport, dude. What if what if the game is going like what if it's what if it's Techno Bowl? We're Why going are you to, trying to do this? What if we're going against Why are you each trying other to make a video game a sport? It's not Techno Bowl. We're going against each other. The the video game is going against each other. Yeah, but we're, we're controlling, controlling the video game, yeah. right? So not a sport. No, but it's, there's it's no called, physical interaction between us at all. But None. you said it's called an Olympic event. These are called esports. <laughs> It's a fair point by you, and I'm not sure I have a rebuttal for Drone that. Drone racing. Hobby? Fishing. Uh, waste of time. See, this is where you get in trouble. If you just say not a sport, you start, you start bad-mouthing them. That's I'm where you being get, honest with you. That's where you get I, I thought mouth. I was supposed to be honest on this podcast. Okay, you are. You are. Okay. <laughs> All right, since you brought it up, real quick, Little Debbie Mount Rushmore, real quick. No arguments. Nutty Buddy's on there. How many are on the Mount Rushmore? Four? Yeah. Little De- Nutty Buddy's on there. Oatmeal Cream Pie's on there. Oh, I agree. And Nutty Buddy, right? I'll give you... Nutty Buddy! You know I like those peanut butter bars better than Nutty Buddies. The peanut butter bars? Christmas trees are on there. Don't even try to act like they're not. So you have this don't thing. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't but even it's try basically to, a zebra cake. I don't care if it's seasonal. Zebra cake doesn't have the green and red sprinkles. This they don't, thing I was about to say, it's, it's a or zebra gemstones, cake. gemstones, whatever they are on that thing. But they <laughs> are. They make it good. Whatever it is. What about the Valentine's cake? It's the same thing. But it's, it's not. It's, I it's agree. not the Christmas tree. You send, it's, I get a random photo from you every season of yeah. a new one that they come out they do. with. It's like. The Halloween the fall cake, and it's got <laughs> orange and black <laughs> sprinkles. <laughs> Harvest cake. <laughs> huh? Oktoberfest cake. Fall fest fingerlings, <laughs> and they got orange and black. Start a summer cake. All right, so like you're doing flower. Christmas cake, Christmas trees. Got to be on there. 
Got to okay. be on there. You're are right, you're doing Christmas trees and oatmeal pies so far as what you definitely said in. Swiss cake roll not in there. You tell me. This is your Mount Rushmore. The the Swiss cake roll's got to be in there. Okay. And and he, see, this is where I'm gonna lose people because. So you, you hadn't can, put Nutty Buddy, which really offends me. But go ahead. I would. I'll go. Oh man. See, here's my thing. Raisin. Raising cream? No, you tried to get me on that one time. It's not even good. I don't know what you're doing with that. And then you got the chocolate one that's the same thing with chocolates instead of raisins. Those aren't good. Oh, uh, no, that good. one's not good. They're not good. That should be good, but I don't know what they're doing wrong with but it. Here, but here wrong. is the thing, and people don't like this because you can get a lot of different ones of them. And you can Dunkin' get other brands. sticks. <laughs> the donut sticks. No, no honey bun. Uh, okay. <laughs> wow. You're really let down by that. Yeah, I am. You're really bummed. It's kind of plain. Honey bun's so good, though. I, I think Nutty Buddy's better than Honey Bun. I'm not going to be mad at it, but for me, I would probably take a Honey Bun over any of them right now. I do I do think Swiss Cake Roll's got to be on there. See, I, I'll just go Zebra Cake. I feel like it was the original. No, no. I see what you're saying. The Christmas tree's got the, 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 the sprinkles. The gemstones. <laughs> the crystals. You get passionate about the crystals. <laughs> No fudge rounds? The fudge rounds. That's what you're Worst. thinking. Worst. Well, I kind of like the fudge rounds. Uh-uh. I wouldn't feed those to my dogs. <laughs> so if we do a combo together, we're both going We're both going oatmeal cream. Oatmeal's got to be on yeah. there. Swiss cake's got to be yeah. on there. You go Christmas tree and I go zebra. But, but you can, but, so we'll, we'll agree on Christmas tree because you admit it's better than a zebra cake. It is. It just is. <laughs> no, no, it is. Don't say it's not. Just because you can't get it year-round doesn't mean it's not better. I don't know. It's not true. Because why better. ain't the Valentine's better? It's the same gemstones. <laughs> it's, it's not. Different it's pink colors. ones, and they're not as good. It's the same gemstones. Why is the Christmas tree better than all the other ones? It's different food color. It's you mentally. No. It's you mentally. No. That is not placebo effect. It's better than all <laughs> it's of them. Placebo. It's better than all of them. If it's I better. gave you those gemstones with the blindfold on. I would eat a handful of them You'd right eat now. the Fall Festival handful fingerlings of the, all over of them. any of them. Every bit of them. No. Every bit. If I gave you them, you'd go, hey, these are great. And I'd go, those are harvest cakes. And you <laughs> wouldn't know the difference in Christmas tree. I'm all telling right. You. So let's just say we do a hybrid of the okay. seasonal cake, and that's in. Like if you What's threw for? the gemstones on a regular zebra cake. Might be good, but I don't need the chocolate. I'd rather have the red and green. See, here we go. Okay, so okay. if we just do that hybrid, I say nutty buddy. You say honey bun. Yeah, I got I got to man, and I know I can go get a Krispy Kreme honey bun or a whatever the off brand, yeah, whatever the off bunk brand honey bun. It's called like honey b u n z, whatever it's called. H u n n y. Exactly. The yes, honey bunny. The ghetto honey bun. We can get that. <laughs> honey bunny. <laughs> what are we missing? Are we missing something obvious? I think that's it. I think that's it. I man. mean, the rest of them, I think, are fringe. No, what about the another... cosmic brownie or stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Those peanut butter bars are legit, though. You eat the crunch around them and then just have the peanut butter left. <laughs> Wait. What's the peanut butter? Not the You're talking about not talking about It's nutty, like buddy. a half circle. It's like a speed bump. In peanut butter bar, it's chocolate <laughs> with peanut butter in the middle of it. It's like a speed bump. You know what I'm talking about. You've seen that. They're not real popular, but man, they are good. I'm just telling you. I'm here like for it. It's like a speed bump. It it's like a peanut butter Swiss cake roll. Yeah, but it's crunchy. It's crunchy. <laughs> it's got crunch. Are you sure that's a little Debbie? It's essentially a Twix. 
But is it a snack cake? Or are you sure it's a little oh, Debbie? Oh, no, brand? little Debbie makes this. For sure? Yeah. It wouldn't qualify as snack cake because it's more of a bar. But then Nutty Buddy, Nutty, Nutty, more Nutty Buddy can't be a snack that's cake. That's what either. I mean. It's, that's what I'm saying. It's a little Debbie, though. Yeah, a little, it's a little Debbie brand. 100%. Okay. There's your Rushmore. You're going I Honey Bun. I know my bun, Debbies. I know my Debbies. Honey Bun, Christmas Tree, Oatmeal. And what was the fourth? What was the fourth? <laughs> oatmeal, Swiss cake roll. Is in Swiss there. cake roll. Yeah. All yeah, right, buddy. Mount Rushmore of a little That's Debbie. it. That's all you need. You don't need all those other. All right, so we got everybody ones. riled up here at the end. We got your history. If you're eating those raisin things, I don't trust you. I bet you vape. <laughs> I don't trust you. I, I bet you vape if you eat those raisin things. You vape. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you, I bet you wear those things that keep your sunglasses from sinking in the water. <laughs> Crokies. I bet you wear those. And you don't go fishing. Do they so even make those? You wear them on land. You don't even go in the water. You wear them dry. Right? You wear them dry. <laughs> All right. Okay. We've got everybody riled up at the end. Got it. We're good. All right, so uh, tell them where they can find you. you got, we got the Jocks Radio Network if you're in Alabama. Yep, jocksfm.com, 10 to 2 every day. All over Even the state. You, you know what? And that works on the internet outside of Alabama. I know you find that hard to believe, but it it's weird. True. It it's is weird. It is true. Got the app if you want it on the smartphone, tablet, online. WJOX. Sirius XM, is that sporadic? Is that regular? Yeah, it's What's ra- happening? It's, it's random. Uh, SEC channel or channel 84, just random. Stay tuned to that if you're a sports fanatic. Uh, during the fall, they can see on the SEC Network Saturday night game, right? Tom Hart, Jordan Rogers, and myself. Hopefully, we they put us back together and we have that game again. I'd love to have it. So, if not, this will be edited out. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear this part, that's a good sign for Cole yeah, Kublik. He's exactly, on the road again. Exactly. Uh, and then, where can they find you back on social media? At Cole Kublik, all of them, everywhere. Twitter, Insta, Snap. And I think that's the only ones that are So left. when you want to argue about snack cakes, when you want to argue about uh, Twitter, sport and autosport. If you want to see my 2019 GMC Sierra, thanks to my friends at Royal Buick GMC, RoyalBuickGMC.net, uh, you go to Insta. Or and if you want to get your ass kicked in soccer, go to Snapchat. You do own me in Snapchat soccer. <laughs> you murder me in Snapchat. How about the fact... That I will crush you, and you won't open your snap for like four weeks at a time. Because it's that. just defeated. Well, my favorite is you tweeted. <laughs> I'm after like, I know he sees that he's getting that. He's just well, not going to open. My it. favorite is after the first game. You just you just you tweeted, "I'm unstoppable," and I got <laughs> mad, and then you were unstoppable. Because you're also unstoppable at Techno Bowl. Yeah, that's open wide, open nationwide challenge right now. Right. Yep. Anybody wants to challenge you in Tech Mobile? I'll ball? take it. And, and they can pick, pick Bo Jackson? First. Yeah, you can have Bo Jackson. You can have the Raiders <laughs> if you want to. If that's your strategy. Go for it. What's the closest anybody's got lately that you can remember? I haven't played in a while. 21 10, maybe? Yeah, something like that. I think it was like 21 14, 3 or something. 14 points. Yeah. I can remember somebody was like within yeah, a couple times. I think Jay Plunk kept it close up there at Conrad's place. In Huntsville. So, all right. So, if you if you think you're good Save at Save with Cold.com. You should visit that if you need a new mortgage. I'm pretty sure that you can go with SaveWithCasio.com. Uh, that's a bunk website. It doesn't no. work. No, it's pretty hopping. Savewithcold.com, if you have credit card debt, you can consolidate it there. Uh, 
I just checked the features at saveacasio.com. I don't know about features, but if and you're looking for bonuses like refinancing your home, savewithcoal.com's got Hang it. on. Yep, just looked at the menu. It's right there at Save with Casio. <laughs> I picture Save with Casio has a, <laughs> a calorie counter in the menu. <laughs> has what's gluten and gluten-free. <laughs> All right. Follow him at Cole Kublik. It was always good. Cube Kid rides again. One more time. Is that still out there somewhere? It is. I don't know how to get into it, but it's dead. <laughs> Somebody's got the login info <laughs> to that. You can check it out. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening again to uh, Casio's Cut. And uh, thanks for listening. Join us next week. Hey, if you can't get enough Casio, check him out at his real job. Yeah, the one that actually pays the bills. Listen to the Jimbo and Casio Morning Show live 6 to 10 a.m. Central on therocket951.com. New survey asked people to name the top inventions of the past 25 years. Pre- uh, Instapot. <laughs> Air fryer. No. Those are my two things. <laughs> Oh, they're not cooking utensils? Hmm. No. They're not? not. No. Uh, Fix a flat. (laughs) No. What? What else is it? I'm just thinking of things I might use. Well, number one on the list was Wi-Fi. Oh. Uh, That one kind of worked. That beat the Instapot, just barely. (laughs) I don't know about it. Wi-Fi. Cooking utensils. Uh. (laughs) I could have... I I could have sworn the air fryer was going to be on there because there's no better way to make sweet potato fries than the air fryer. I mean, it got beat out by number two, smartphones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those little things. Oh, smartphones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number three, online banking. Love that stuff. <laughs> Love that stuff. I mean, it's no air fried sweet potato fries, but I mean, it'll do in a pinch. Listen live online or download the Rocket app for your tablet or smartphone. Just search WRTT Rocket 95.1 in the Apple or Google Play Store.